Welcome to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. I want to begin today with something a little different. First of all, close your eyes. Now, if you're listening to this driving, please ignore that. But I want you to picture Santa Claus in your head. Now, he probably has a bushy white beard, is plump, looks jolly, and has a little twinkle in his eye, and is wearing a red coat, right? Most of us have this image of Santa Claus or something very similar. However, the same activity done 100 years ago would produce a wide variety of images. It is, for the most part, because of our topic today that we can all more or less have a homogeneous image of Santa. On today's podcast, we will examine the life of Haddon Sunbloom, the artist who created the Coca-Cola Santa and sculpted our modern image of the man himself. Haddon Sunbloom was born in Muskegon, Michigan on June 22, 1899. He was one of 10 children born to Swedish immigrants. As a young boy, he attended Muskegon schools, and I found mention of him in 1909 in the paper as having perfect attendance and no tardies while attending Bunker School. Quite a feat. Three years later, though, Haddon would drop out of school following the death of his mother and move to Chicago. In Chicago, he took several office jobs to survive and managed to take classes in architecture and art at night. His initial plan was to become an architect, but the art classes ended up appealing to him more, and he decided at age 19 to make art his life's work. In 1920, he got an apprenticeship at the art studio of Charles Everett Johnson, who had given lectures at the Chicago Art School Sunbloom had attended, and was running an art advertising studio. Sunbloom learned a lot at the studio and stayed for five years. It was then when he and two other artists, Howard Stevens and Edwin Henry, left to create their own art firm, Stevens, Sunbloom, and Henry. At the time, Chicago was the center of the art advertising industry, and the business was very successful. It secured work from many of the biggest names, including Quaker Oats, Packard, and Coca-Cola. It also became a hub for young artists, and many later successful artists got their start here. When describing what it was like, Sunbloom said, quote, From the very beginning, our studio had a special fascination for screwballs, the high IQ type, of course, from all over the country. We had some sane people too, however, but we found out in the stormy struggle to succeed, it helped to be a little nuts. The firm's greatest success would be one of Sunbloom's, namely his work on the Coca-Cola ads. The first ad Sunbloom created for Coke took on a new vision for Santa. This vision that Sunbloom illustrated was based on the A Visit from St. Nicholas poem, better known as Twas the Night Before Christmas, written by Clement Clark Moore. In the poem, Santa is described as plump, jolly, with a twinkle in his eye, having rosy cheeks and a rosy nose, and with a bushy white beard. It was this description that Sunbloom brought to life in 1931 for his first Coca-Cola ad, along with the slogan, The Pause That Refreshes. This campaign came about because soda companies were having trouble getting customers to drink their drink in any other season besides summer. By linking the Christmas holiday with their soda, Coke hoped to change this. And change this it did. The ad first appeared in the New Yorker and Saturday Evening Post, but quickly spread as its success was noted. Sunbloom would continue to make new Christmas Coke ads in the following years featuring Santa. To try and maintain consistency, Sunbloom called on his neighbor, Lou Prentice, whom he had used as his original model to reprise his role. Lou would continue to be Sunbloom's Santa until he passed away. After his death, Sunbloom used himself as a model and would paint while looking into the mirror. This process led to a few anomalies in his work, including one year when Santa's belt buckle was backwards. Another stir was created when one year Sunbloom forgot to add a wedding ring on Santa's hand, causing many letters to be sent to Coke asking what happened to Mrs. Claus. In the 1940s, Coke asked Sunbloom to include another figure in his Christmas ad, an elf known as Sprite Boy. 
Sprite Boy would continue to appear in the ads for the next few years. In 1964, Haddon Sunbloom painted his last Coke ad. As the television market took over American homes, print media ads became a lower priority. However, Sunbloom's Santas continue to live on in future ads. They've also gone on to become immortalized in several decorative and collective pieces. Sunbloom Santa can be seen today on ornaments, plates, billboards, dolls, calendars, semi-trucks, and store displays to mention a few. His original paintings are also on display quite frequently and have made tours not only throughout the United States, but also to the Louvre in Paris, museums in Canada, and department stores in Japan and Sweden. While not traveling, they are a feature at the World of Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta, Georgia. While his Coca-Cola Santa is what Haddon Sunbloom is best known for, he also worked on ads for many of the largest companies of his time, including Colgate, Palmolive, Goodyear, Budweiser, Maxwell House, and Nabisco. He also most likely has a work of art in your home. In 1957, Sunbloom was asked by Quaker Oats to update their logo, and he modified the design and created the colorful logo you see today on the Quaker Oats Man. However, in 2012, the Quaker Oats Man did get a slight makeover, slimming him down 5 pounds according to the company, and changing his complexion slightly. On March 10, 1976, Haddon Sunbloom passed away at the age of 76. His artwork still lives on in many advertisements we see today and our image of good old Saint Nick. His role in shaping our modern view of Santa was specially noted in 2014 when Haddon Sunbloom was elected to the International Santa Claus Hall of Fame. I would like to thank you for listening today, and I would like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season. 